Newcastle, it's that time again. Here are your bench warmers, Sean and Storky. Hello and welcome to the bench warmers. My name is Sean, and like always, I'm joined by my good mate Matt Storky. Stork, Storky, our set's a little bit different this week. There's something a little bit magical to it, I guess you there could is. say. Fantastic. How are you, mate? Mate, carrying on that theme, I am magical myself. Are you? And I know you, my friend, were lucky enough to actually go up to Magic Round. Yes. So I was wondering what caught your eye this week. I'm sure there's plenty. Oh, a lot caught my eye. But but let's let's talk about, I guess, the one that's caught everyone's eye <laughs> yeah. this week. is Literally. That, that, yeah. A couple of fists. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of black eyes, some, yeah. some claret coming out. <laughs> yeah. um, is that drunken Magic Round fight? Yeah. Look, um... I'd, I'd left the stadium by then. I'm pretty sure it was during or after the, the Manly game. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, but the one thing I want to kind of put out there is because everyone's saying, oh, it's time to ban alcohol from football and blah, 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 blah. Mm. It's not alcohol. I can say I was, I was drinking from about midday. Got to the Caxton about two. I was, I was smashing the beers pretty hard. Um, I, didn't, I didn't turn to violence. Yeah. You know how people say, oh, well, let's ban video games like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that because it turns men into men into yeah. monsters. Like it's yeah. it's let's not let's not throw the blanket over everyone when it's just a couple of individuals. Yeah, and there's been lots of different reports who started and whatnot, so we won't get into that because no. it hasn't been confirmed yet. Yep. But um What caught your yeah. eye? <laughs> you wanna know something caught my eye. <laughs> I do. Aaron Woods. Yeah. What is doing? Now, if anyone out there that didn't see it, yeah, Aaron Woods is in the line. He's on the on the line in the defensive line. You know, the, yeah, on the try line, on the try line, mm. literally on the try line. Um, they play the ball. He runs out. And doesn't even look at the ball, mate. He was he was running to the KFC or something. What was he thinking? Like a dead set reminded me of like when you get like drift on a controller <laughs> or one of your mates is like playing and goes, "Hang on a sec, I want to learn yeah, learn what buttons they are." <laughs> yeah, don't hit me yet. It was it's like a, crazy. We always get great moments from Aaron Woods. Do you remember yeah. that? Um, you know that that celebration in Origin when he's went and went to jump on the plays that just scored the huddles there and then it kind of moves and he kind of just... I'd like to think he's just like trolling us all, but seriously, if a professional <laughs> athlete, when they're on the line, defending the line, does something like that as yeah, a joke, it, it's got to it come couldn't out. be a joke. It's got to come out eventually what he was doing. It has. But, okay, as normal, um, uh, the bench warmers are powered by Pain Away in 2022. Pain Away is Australia's number one joint and muscle spray and cream brand, available from all leading pharmacies. Finally, we got the win. We win, we win, we win. We, we finally heard the team song after yeah. a long time. So let's break down the round 10 win in this week's Pain Away Match Review. Okay, so the Newcastle Knights took on the Bulldogs on Friday night in front of a crowd of 30,220 on the first night of this year's Magic Round. I think most of them turned up at about half-time to, to watch the Brisbane Manly game. Yeah, it was a little bit... When they ran out, I thought it was a little bit more into than I was expecting. Yes, yep, yep. So I don't think those numbers are quite correct. Mm. Um Anyway, it was like we were saying before, it was my first magic round. It, it won't be my last. Mm. The atmosphere is like nothing else. Even even like a state of origin game, it's 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 higher than that. It's brilliant. 
I can't wait to go myself next year. It's penciled in. It's circled on the calendar already. So Yep. Um, like I said, I had a great day at Caxton. I've never been to Suncorp before, so finally ticked that off my list. And, and I think Suncorp, this is probably a big call, and especially to, you know, considering we're in New South Wales, not Queensland. But... I think Suncorp's the best stadium I've ever been to. Did you see Ponga when he was running out? The big smile on his face. Oh, yeah. He was loving it. Yeah. And the NRL, they put a lot of um, emphasis into it. And it's obviously paid off. But one thing, it was probably a small thing. that, But the cameras, the extra camera angles they had yeah. and everything at the game. Yeah, like, the, the Fox Fox Rover, he's cruising yeah. around. He, he's quite cute. I loved it. I thought it was great, the overhead angles. like Oh, the flying fox. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like my wife, for example, wasn't a big fan of it. But, I, you know, but I thought it was awesome. There's nothing you can get away with, but... Yeah. Gone are the days of, um, remember one of the Walters brother ran out at State of Origin and oh, cocked farted. Leg, yeah. yeah, cocked leg and farted. And one mm. of the other, a couple of other players have been caught. Yeah, a couple of rugby union a, players have um, been yeah, caught. Taking, taking a, a leak on the field. Taking a snake's hiss on the field. Can't get away with that with the old uh, Fox camera. No, no, not at all. Yeah. All right, so let's have a look at the stats. The Knights scored three tries to one to end a seven-game losing streak with Kalen mm-hmm. Ponga kicking two from four. The Knights winning 16 points to six. Newcastle won the possession battle with 56% possession and we had a better completion rate of 80%, which is a lot higher than it has been the last few weeks. The Knights ran more metres with 1,450. Bulldogs made more errors with 15 and they made more tackles with 356 and they made m- more missed tackles with 27 Compared to our 11. Yeah, well, very wet conditions. Like, it was crazy weather. Like, yeah. I had friends who work up there being sent home from work early because of, I was thinking, what's going on up there? Yeah, well, I flew up on, on Thursday morning and, mate, she was teeming down. Yeah. Could not leave the hotel on Thursday unless you had a snorkel and, and you know, wetsuit. Well, you saw old mate, Knights fan, with the snorkel on? Yeah, yeah, except, you oh, know, we, we were lucky on game day. Um, rain know. rain probably stopped around about four o'clock in the afternoon. I turned on the TV because I'm hearing reports from me messaging you and hearing all these other things, and I turned on the TV expecting to see, you know, like the RSPCA, buddy cats and dogs coming down <laughs> yeah. everywhere. But, um, yeah, nothing, yeah, no, I'm surprised. The, we, we were lucky. The rain stayed away for our game, and then it mm. pissed down again during the Manly game, but that's good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was, I was lucky. I, I stayed dry. Um, we did score first points, which mm. is good because in all of our seven losses in a row there, we... Didn't score the first try. Yeah, that was from that lifting penalty um, from Vaughan on Thompson, which I didn't think there was a lot in it, to be honest. I didn't think there was a lot in it either, to yeah. be honest. But look, I'm I'm happy I will take the two. And then it wasn't long after that that Ponga wrapped around the ruck, as he does. Just mm. ni- nicely wraps around the ruck, got a ball, got it to Bradman Best, who's done his little flick pass that he, he's getting so good at that. Yeah for Edric Lee to go over for the first try. Yeah, that was a nice um, short side play. Mm. So we've already covered um, Aaron Woods and what was he thinking, but another um, WTF moment for the game (laughs) was Fitzy. The penalty against Fitzy where um, uh, he just started trying to grab the ball back when it was a handover. It didn't make much sense at all. Maybe he didn't know it was the last tackle. And he's standing there and he's like, why have you guys got the ball? It's ours. And he, but didn't he, he give it to him in the first place? Yeah. That's the, yeah, I, I don't know. He's had a massive brain snap. And then what? It's, it's ended up in a, in a penalty to... Only a penalty to them. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. I'm thinking him and Woods have been drinking too much poly potion at Magic yeah, Round maybe, or something. Maybe they had too many beers at the Caxton before kickoff as well. I, I, I don't know. 
But then, old Daniel Saifidi, he was he was disallowed a try. Yeah, wasn't he disappointed? Oh, he was he was very disappointed. Um, it would have been his first try since round twelve last year, so I, I can see why he was disappointed. <laughs> but my question is, where is Matt Croker? Supposed to go in that situation. Yeah, exactly. Like, there was no way he was... He couldn't go anywhere, like you said. Yeah, he can't disappear. He's just ran the ball up, being tackled. He's getting up off the ground. He's trying to make his way back on side. The play ends up around him. Where's he supposed to go? So, Fidi had the momentum. There was no way that he was going to stop him anyway. But unfortunately, yes, he did impede him. He did stop any of that chance. So... As much as it hurt getting that taken off of us, I wasn't too annoyed about it. But like you said, where was Croker going to go? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. seriously. Yeah. Um, it wasn't long after that, Bradman Best went in for a try, which funnily enough, in those couple of minutes, the try wasn't the focal point. It was the uh, bit of scuffle afterwards. Yeah, once again, our, our mate Lockie Fitz. And it was, it was funny because last week I was saying that it's great to have Fitzy back because yeah. brings that fire, he brings passion. that fire, he brings that passion. And yeah. It was the lightest of pushes in the back of Kalen Ponga. Like, I'm pretty sure he just fell down because he was trying to milk something. Um, But, yeah, Fitzy's come in all gun blazing. But it was a a good try because we noticed that they were short on the left Mm. and Randall's just gunned it out to Ponga and their defence came up rather quick and Ponga's Mm. kind of scooted out and, and, and give it to Best. And he had... Acres of room. I love Bess's reaction where he's like scored and he's like, yay. And then you see that he noticed the fight's on. He's like, whoa, better get over there. Nothing, <laughs> what am I meant to do? Another thing I loved, which was a nice feel-good moment, you know, I'd be surprised if they're not ra- making romantic comedies about this in the future, mm. was after the fight, you saw in the background that Fitzy went over to Ponga and like gave him a tap on the back and rub on the head like, I got you, big fella. Yeah. I got you. I got you back. Yeah. And he, he did that as well when Daniel Safidi didn't get his try. When, when Daniel's gone over and he thought, I've got a try here, everyone had kind of celebrated and moved on. And Fitzy makes a beeline straight for, straight for Daniel Safidi, rubs yeah. him on the head, slaps him around the back, touches him on the bum. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a great moment. But what wasn't a great moment? It was a, almost a great moment. Leo Thompson... Oh. Almost scored his first try in so the red and blue. For him. Crossland just hands it to him on a silver platter. Like he he ends up over the line if he doesn't drop it. Oh, no, it's a try. He dropped that ball like it owed him money or something. Like, <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I haven't haven't yeah. really heard that one before. But yeah, that's a coach killer. When when you when you yeah. see that. Um, I'd hate to be hate to be O'Brien. Was that the one where O'Brien stormed out? Like, no, I think that was later on. That was later on because I know we were going to talk about the um, uh, Pasami try. Yep, and um, he was he thought he was all for money even after the replay and all thirty three thousand people and all the people watching at home Mate, and he, the millions watching <laughs> at home. Um, we all was like, oh, it's not a try. Pasami's still there celebrating. He yeah. was like, he was going all for it. He I'm was all sitting, in, I'm all sitting, chips in. I'm sitting in the grandstand and I'm getting angry because they've made me stand up. I've had a few beers at this stage. Um, but yeah, even I'm sitting there saying, that's no try. Everyone <laughs> around me is like, ah, oh, no, unfortunately he's, he's dropped yeah. the ball. But like you said, we're sitting there watching Pasami on the field and he's jumping <laughs> around, yeah, and it's like... <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. It was it's kind like, of awkward, but it's funny. Calm down, mate. But yeah, Kloon, Kloon put that you know silver platter as well, put in a perfect rubber. If um, Leo had scored his try and Pasami had scored his try, yeah, um, the score would have been twenty-eight to six. Not to mention the um, 
Daniel Sofidi try we talked about got yep, taken off of yep. this as well. Um, which I think would have been a better representation of the actual game. A, yeah. A bigger scoreline. Would have been nicer too. It would have felt like that big, like we smashed them type of vibe. But yep. anyway, um, our Still City, a key moment of the week this year. How can you not give it to Dom Young? And he chases down the fox. Oh. Did the impossible. He chased yep. down the fastest man in the world. Yep. Well, <laughs> Gus Gould. wonder yeah. how Gus is feeling. The fastest man on the planet has yeah. been chased down and put yeah. into touch. Yeah, do. But it was an amazing moment. Yeah. T- yep. 10 to 6, um, and 10 minutes to go. If he gets away from him there and scores, who knows? Yeah. Well, I said it last week that I'd like to see those two in a sprint race, and I had a feeling that maybe Dom would be quicker because, like I said, um, I think it was early this year or potentially even last year, I'm not quite sure, um, Fox put up a stat where the players had reached their top speed and Dom Young was only 0.1 kilometre slower than the Fox. I do remember seeing that. He doesn't get the credit for the speed that he, he has. He and he's really chased doesn't. down a few players during games for I've us. I've heard he used to be a sprinter before go. before football. And when you mate, when you when you put that six foot six or whatever whatever he is, yeah. ninety odd kilos of, of football uh, with a sprinter, he's yeah. dangerous. Well that was our um key matchup for last week as well. It was, was um Carr and Dom Young. So yep. I'd like to think that pretty much sealed it for Dom Young and I think so. I think he won yeah. that battle. So that was our Steel City key moment of the week. Reward yourself with Steel City. And not long after that moment, Adam Clune Goes in for a try, and that that's all she wrote. Mate, he went in untouched. Oh, mate, magic round. He made Dufty disappear. Oh, he did. Oh, he was almost like Aaron Woods. I don't really know what, what he was thinking. He's yeah. came rushing up, and, and Clunes just looked at him and went, oh, okay, mate, and I'll, I'll, go, I'll go this way then. Yeah, give him the evil eye. He didn't want none of that. Yeah, but I was a little worried that it was going to get called back for obstruction yeah, with so Jacob Safidi. Because there wasn't a lot of difference, to be honest. And with a lot of the obstruction ones we've seen of late. Mm. Yeah, not much in uh, it at all. Yeah. But um, you could tell the Bulldogs pretty much the last 20 minutes were just totally out on their feet. You could tell they were just standing there. No one wanted to take ownership. Yeah. You know, like we've been there as Knights fans before, but you could tell they were out of it, which was a little bit, few worrying signs for us for the fact that for that long they were out on their feet like that and we couldn't, yeah, like some of the top teams, just pump some points on them a, at the a end of the game. A top team would have probably put 20 points on them in the last 20 minutes. Yeah, so it was a little bit worrying that um, we didn't do that. But, yep. you know. Um, <laughs> You were saying that the Bulldogs were out on their feet, and now their coach is out on their out on his ass. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. not not very good times in in the. Bulldogs he wasn't having camp. a good time. Did you see that footage uh, that the camera seemed to pick up during the week? Oh yeah, he turns around, he's like, "You bunch yeah, of useless." Yeah. See you yeah. in the Northern Territory. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Um, and it's like uh, at, at some point he's probably he probably blames the players. Players probably blaming him. I don't know. I'd, oh, I'd hate he hasn't to be had a good run as a coach, really, has he? Yeah, no, I think, he's, I think he's won five from 28 games or something along those yeah. lines. He has horrible stats. Yeah, poor Black. Now, let's go to the post-match interview. Kalen Pong is standing in the <laughs> middle of the stadium and the lights, because the lights there are phenomenal, yeah. um, and they're going out and they're flashing and they're doing this, and Ponga looked like he was shitting himself. Mate, I don't want to say that Ponga is scared of the dark. I'm not going to throw that <laughs> accusation out there, but he did look visually concerned. I am. Kalen Ponga, are you scared of the dark? Yeah, he looked mm. visually concerned when um, yeah, when they went out. Like, he didn't know what was going oh, on. He, so. was, he was so worried. But then again, I'm, I'm sitting there in the stands, and I started to worry as well. 
because it's taken me back to 2009. 2009, sitting there at Energy Australia Stadium at the time, it's half-time, the lights go out. The lights went out for a good 40 minutes before they came back on. It was a a 40-something minute half-time break because of the lights. And I just thought it was funny because... You know, Energy Australia Stadium. Yeah, kind of ironic, isn't it? And the and the power goes out. It's quite goes out. quite funny. Yep. So we're going to throw to a new segment this week. Yes, Resurge Clothing. So Very one good of our sponsors of ours. Yep, great sponsors, mm-hmm. some great merch. So get out, jump on their website, and get some nice threads, styling and profiling. Yep. Um. So the Resurge Clothing wrap up. I'm going to start it off with with Phoenix Crossland. Um, I was very impressed with his game. Mm. Uh, he he's he cops it a lot online, Does. which you know he he has fluctuated a lot this year. He's been up and he's been down, but on the weekend I thought he played brilliantly. Mm. I thought that he speed out a dummy half, especially when when they were tired at the end of the game. Like you said, he yeah. played phenomenally. Yeah, they were, he did. Um, it's you know begs a question until Randall comes back. Not Randall, sorry. Until Braley comes back, would you stick with Randall or would you go with? I, I I stick with Randall to begin with um, early on in the game. Um, you know, he's he's a tackling machine, a bit a bit like the machine um, in Braley. Um, I just feel sometimes he's a bit slow with getting us off the mark. That was our problem at the start of the year. You mm. go, you rewind back to our first episode. It would have been us saying that we believe that Randall takes a bit of a step and it's a very slow step. Mm. By that time, our forwards almost overran him. Yeah, it's happened um, a few times. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I just I, I like Phoenix coming on and his impact that he has yeah. in, a, in a tired game. Yeah. One thing I loved at the end of the game, which was actually post-game again, was one fan got some absolute awesome footage of the uh, whole team coming over and interacting with the crowd. Yeah. I think you I know d- that I don't fan know pretty well. That, I don't know who that guy was, but... Um, he did a good job. He's I, I heard. Steady hand with a nice camera. Steady, steady hand, considering the amount of um, beverages he may have consumed <laughs> during the day. But um, no, that was good. And I saw Ponga go over and um, give that little kid did a head. Did you game. hear the scream on oh, that little man. kid? When it doesn't get much better than that, that does was it? See the little kid's face? Heartwarming, heartwarming that was stuff. brilliant. Now, Clune, I was also happy with Clune's game. I thought yeah. our attack was a lot more direct mm. in the game. Um, 125 points scored against us in the last three games, so I was happy that we only conceded six. And you know, and it it was an ugly win. Let, let's yeah. face it; it yeah. was it, it wasn't was a, pretty. It was a very ugly win. It yeah. wasn't pretty at all. But I feel like we needed that ugly win to then go. Okay, we're going to win better next week. If if we yeah. came out and blew them out of the park. We may have got a bit too confident. Yeah. A bit too confident, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so... You fail English? That's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) I would have said that, but knowing me, I would have have stuffed that up (laughs) as well. Okay, let's move on to our man shake man of the match. One point to Matt Crocker, two points to Dominic Young, and three points in your man shake man of the match, David Clemmer. Let's have a look at some of Clemmer's stats. 60 minutes, 19 runs for 202 metres, 85 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, two offloads, and 33 tackles. Well-deserved. Clem's been that beast this year. He's had that, you know, Will. He's had that fire in a team Mm. that's been lacking it a bit this year. He has had that fire. Yeah. question has to be raised. You know, I've seen reports, you know, we have to free up space. 
He's off contract, I believe, the end of 2023. I think so, yeah, because there were yeah. talks about him potentially wanting to leave early. And That's what I was going to say. Do you think we re- keep him, sign him at a lot cheaper? Because let's be honest, he's probably not getting back, giving us back what we're paying for him as well as he is playing. He's on a lot of money. He's on a lot of money. If he's if he's willing to take a small cut, I'm willing mm. to willing to do that. I'd... I'd I feel like if we cut too much, he's going to go elsewhere for the yeah. for the big dollars. He is our best forward. Yeah. So we almost have to pay him that to, to stick around. Yeah. Um, the likes of your your um, Safidis and stuff like that, they're just not holding their own. He debatably um, uh, was given... Um what do I call it? Well, it's given a lot of the reason for the Safidis playing so well. Yeah. So um, I don't know what's happened there, yeah, but I, the inspiration, I, that's the well. I mean, He yeah. was the inspiration for them and to yeah. play really well so last I, few I seasons. Don't, I don't know what's happened there with the Safidis, but mm. to me it comes down to um, let, let's, let's maybe continue paying him what he's on because I think it's worth more to us to pay that amount than to not that pay that amount and him go elsewhere. I feel yeah. like our forwards could really, really struggle if we don't have Clemmer. Yeah. Okay, after 10 rounds, let's have a look at our top 10 in this year's Man Shake Man of the Year leaderboard. Kalen Ponga in first with 11 points. Clemmer, Man and Gagai on 7 points. Young and Frizzell on 6 points. Jake Clifford in 7th with 4 points. Clune and Crocker on three points, and Brody Jones in tenth with two points. Okay, the NRL ladder brought to you by the Cambridge. At the end of round ten, the Penrith Panthers are on top of the ladder. Storm, Cowboys, and Roosters are top four. Sharks, Eels, Broncos, and Rabbitohs round out the top eight. Seagulls, Raiders, Warriors, Dragons, Titans, the Knights. West Tigers and the Bulldogs all in the bottom eight this mm. week. So our comeback starts now, my friend. Yeah, mate. Buckle up. We're on our way up. All right. Mm. It is now time for this week's Nighted News, brought to you by Sid Fogs. Hey, Link. How you going, mate? Good boys, how we doing? Good mate. Yeah, good. How you been? Yeah, trying to stay dry, mate. As you'd be well aware, Sean, it's oh. been bloody wet up here, mate. We're sick and tired of it. It's been so wet up there, and then I came back down to Newcastle, mate, and she's been blue skies. Yeah, a bit jealous, pal. I'm um, well and truly <laughs> over it. I can tell you that much. <laughs> what news have you got for us this week, mate? Yeah, boys, um, got a bit of an inside scoop on this one. I, I got the news before anyone else, and I got it directly from the man himself, Kurt Mann. Um, not oh. good news, unfortunately. No. The man himself? I like what you did there. The man himself. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, mate. Um, yeah, unfortunately, guys, he's um, they found a, uh, a torn artery. Now, I don't oh. know if this is a an autocorrect thing, but they're the words... From him himself, um, yeah, couldn't get up the last couple of games. We did know we had a bit of a training mishap a couple of weeks ago we reported on. Uh, so he had a bit of ligament issues. But as of last week, they discovered a torn artery within that ankle. Wow. Didn't even so know you had an artery in your ankle. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I don't know. It's, it, it, it doesn't sound right. Um, no, does that mean he maybe, had like internal bleeding or something? Yeah, that's, like, that's what it sounds like. It doesn't sound good, does it? No. Um, no. So look. 
unfortunately, he has a, had to go under the knife. Um, and, yeah, he's going to be looking around three to four weeks on the sideline, unfortunately. So oh, yeah, um, sucks. Hopefully, we're getting back sooner rather than later. Now, look, boys, um, we've lost one of the fan favourites, Edric Lee has um, mm. signed a two-year deal with the the new uh, Dolphins franchise uh, starting from 2023. Um, we do know Edric came to the club in 2019. He recently signed a one-year contract extension after missing all of the 2021 season with a botched recovery mm. of that foot. Uh, we do know he's got a bit of a relationship with Wayne Bennett being a part of that 2020 um, origin side that famously took victory. So, um, yeah, boys, what do we make of losing Edric moving forward? Um, well, I'm I'm happy for him. Good on him. Yeah, nice bloke. One of the best people at game, you know, to speak to on that. Really yeah, nice exactly. So so good on him that he, he's found a contract because I don't really know what we would have offered him. Um, in a way, I feel a little used because, like, like you were saying, he... he didn't didn't really do anything last year, so he was what well, he was on under contract last year and yeah. and didn't touch the football field. Um, then was a bit late this year, so I, I kind I kind of feel a little little used. You watch, you watch. He will go up to the Dolphins and won't miss a game. Yeah, <laughs> won't miss it. Yeah. He's been injury prone for us the whole time. He will not miss a game at the Dolphins. You've heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. I hope they got a uh, a good. Uh, Strength and conditioning coach up there, boys. They're going to need it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had a missing persons report out on the bloke about 12 yeah. months ago. No one had yeah. seen the guy. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, bring bring on the express, I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boys. Well, let's just hope. I If there's one game I want to win this year, it's this one. Um, mm. I'm going to have a few Broncos supporters by the bar. It'll be completely insufferable. Yeah. If we lose that game, so we cannot afford to lose it, boys. Please, I'm begging you, we cannot lose this game. So, so if we, yeah, if we cross to you next week and you're you're not there, we can assume that you've you've done the runner and you've <laughs> fled the state. Change name, mate. Yeah, I'll be living in South America somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you confident? Maybe living under the sea, Aquaman. Yeah. If you're living under the sea with the fishes, just to get away from them. Uh, <laughs> Are Are you confident? Mate, in Milford, I trust. So let's hope uh, Milf can bring that 2015 magic to the 2022 night, eh? So. Yeah, yeah. let's hope for that. Anything else, mate? That's it from me, boys. Um, look forward to talking to you next week, eh? Sounds good. Thanks, mate. Good one, man. See you, boys. All right, Storky, it's time for us to head to the Lambton Park Hotel Match Preview. Let's have a look at this week's Round 11 clash against the 7th place Broncos at 7.50pm this Thursday night at McDonald Jones Stadium. The game will be live on 9, Foxtel and KO. Alright, let's have a look at your Newcastle Knights team list for Round 11. At fullback, Kalen Ponga, Edric Lee and Dominic Young on the wing, Tuala and Best in the centres. At 5'8", Anthony Milford has been named... And Adam Clune at halfback, David Clemmer and Daniel Saifidi in the front row, Chris Randall at hooker. 
Tyson Frizzell, Lachlan Fitzgibbon in the second row, and Mitch Barnett at lock. Crossland, Jacob Saifidi, Leo Thompson, and Matt Croker on the bench. So let's you know, address the elephant in the room. Yes. No Clifford once again. Mm, he, he's named on the extended bench, um, and he's mm. been named at number seven in New South Wales Cup. Interesting, yeah. Because I was, I'm, I'm happy to see Milford in the in the halves. Yep. I think that's awesome. I'm very interested to see how he goes. But a couple of weeks ago, like we said, I thought it was going to be Milford and Clifford. So how things change? I thought Clue yeah. might have, you know, had a few weeks off to try and rest his knee. But mm, but yeah, um, Clune played very well he on did. the weekend. So he did. maybe maybe that cemented so his. I think spot we have to bit. watch this space with the Clifford. Um, What's happening with Clifford? I'm a bit concerned that he's yeah. not back there already. Well, I'm wondering if we will see Milford dropped back to utility and Clifford might come back at 5'8 and yeah. and Milford will wear the number four. Will not wear the number 14 because he's already been named in the number six, yeah. but play utility off the bench. I'd like to see him in the sixes, but I'm the sixes. <laughs> he's not playing basketball. <laughs> I'd like to see him in the number six. Just, you know, see how it goes. You know, when he turns it on, he turns it on. So, mm. well, maybe, maybe Clifford might come, come on. To the bench yeah, in the utility, you never know. Watch um, this space. Yes, but I would like to see, and Knights fans, a lot of Knights fans might disagree with me here, but I would like to see Edric Lee dropped, Tuala on the left wing, and Gags comes in onto the centers. You're crazy, man. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. We've got the number one Tuala Express fan over here. Well, not even the fan anymore, the conductor. Someone, so someone's got to be a fan. The controller. The, I, I never see anyone out there going, oh, I'm a big fan of Tuala. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, but big big call, dropping Lee. Is it, mm. um, did he hurt your feelings because he's um, of some news that's come out during the week? Yeah, yeah. Like I said before, yeah, he did, <laughs> did hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> But uh, it's all good. So where do you see the Knights uh, winning and losing this game? Um, I think we have a strong team, a really strong team, especially especially like I said, if Gags, Clifford come off the extended bench and slot somewhere in the team, I feel mm. like this is probably the best team we've named all year. Um, so I think we have a really, really strong team. A lot of eyes will be on Milford, like you were saying. Yeah. So it'll be Interesting to see how he gels with the team. Yeah, he has been training with them, so it's not like he's coming straight in. He's a new player we signed last week or something. Exactly. He has been he's, training he's, with them. He's been there, feels like, for, for months now that he's, yeah. he's been training. Um, and our other front rowers really need to stand up. Like I was saying before, the Safidis, um, at the moment it just seems to be Clemmer and Thompson. Yeah. That are, that are, and, and Croker. Let's not forget Matty Croker. He's, yeah, he's, playing, he's been smashing he's, it. I would... I'm going to go out there and say his form at the moment is probably better than the Safidis. Yeah, Croker's just gets on there. You can feel the energy change mm. when he comes on. He's been going really well. And yes, we're saying the Safidis aren't playing that great, but it's not a personal attack on them. No, it's not like I'm sitting here you know, saying, ah, oh, they're, they're shit dropping. Yeah, they're not great players. They're, they're just a bit out of form. Yeah, so, exactly. Yep. But yeah, I think Reynolds is a big one. We have to shut down Reynolds. The Absolutely. guy is absolutely on fire at the yep. moment. Yep. All right, let's have a look at our last 10 appearances with the Broncos. We have won four out of 10 games. Brisbane outscoring us by a lot, 277 to 182, with the average score line being somewhere around 27 to the Broncos and the Knights 18. So it's 
They used to be one of our mm. biggest rivals back in the day. I remember growing up, I was always excited back in the day when we played the Broncos. It was always yeah. a big occasion. I remember yep. this is going back a bit. I mean, you may have seen people selling them for a lot of money these days. The old T-shirts that they had made up once and they had King Wally on one side and the um, Knights mascot facing each other on no, this T-shirt. I haven't seen that. Very good. I'll, I'll be worth them a, oh, yeah. be worth a lot of money. Worth I a fair imagine. bit these mm. days, yeah. But uh, moving on to our Kingdom Wrestling matchup. Battle of the Adams and the Battle of the Halfbacks. Adam Clune and Adam Reynolds. I would go, I, I, I put me on record that I think Adam Reynolds is probably the best halfback in the game at the moment. Oh, mate, Rabbitohs should be kicking themselves and whoever made that decision should be sitting in the corner. That's That's got to be the worst decision by any team to let someone go. Yeah. How they've let... Um, Reynolds and Gagai both leave. Yeah, well, they're feeling it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it blows so, my mind. But it's um, going to be a big test, big test for Clune. You know, yep. um, like I said, Reynolds is absolutely on fire. You know, is is Clune going to rise to the occasion? You know, get his hose out and put out that fire. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Like I said um, last week, Clune uh, directed the ship really well. Yeah. So I feel like he's got to do that, and we've just got to. Uh, we haven't put any real pressure on kickers lately. Yeah. Um, I, no, I don't know why. Some of our chases haven't been as good either yeah. as they have been in the yeah. past. So I feel like we've got to put a lot of pressure on Reynolds because if you give him too much space, mate, he can hit a five-cent piece from 80 metres away. Yeah. He is, he's he's one of the best phenomenal the when it comes to kicking games. Yeah. So that was our key matchup for the week, Kingdom Wrestling key matchup for the week. Yes, Don't yes. Forget them, great guys over at Kingdom Wrestling. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on to our Bay Hotel Punt Club. Let's have a look at the top five. In first place, John Nolan with fifty-eight points. In second place, Riley Collins with fifty-seven points and a margin of ninety-eight. Third place, Jason Mueller also with fifty-seven points and a margin of one hundred and eighteen. In fourth pl- place, on fifty-six points, Brody Gambrell rounding out the top five with fifty-five points. Joshua Gallagher, Storky. This is where I say we've gone up, down, up, down, up, down. Mm. You went from 47th to 55th, uh, 45th. Told you I'm on my way back. I almost put you way down there. But, yeah, you went from 47th to 45th. Yeah. I also went up this week, Storky. Yes, oh, you did? I did, I did. I went from 53rd to 50th. I can't help but think anybody that we're kind of, um, you know, jumping up positions on now may have just forgot to put their tips in. <laughs> I'm starting to think that, think that too. Yeah. Um, all right, let's have a look at our tips this week. We have both taken the Knights over the Broncos at home. We have both tipped the Tigers over the Bulldogs. Both tipped the Eels over the Seagulls. And both tipped the Dragons over the Warriors. You have picked the Storm over the Cowboys in Townsville. Why I've gone for the upset and tipped the Cowboys. I wouldn't totally write it off. It's just that, you know, I, you don't see Storm get beaten twice in a row very often. And yeah. that Cam Munster interview after the game, which I loved it. I loved oh, seeing yeah. that fire and yep. that he it's was not need. happy. Yeah, you need that in your team. Well, it's very different to ours. You have a, you know, Kalen Ponga or someone's interviewed after the game and it's, a, oh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. On to next yeah. week. Munster was filthy. Yep, yep. 
Um, all right, so we're both tipped the Panthers over the Roosters, both tipped the Rabbitohs to beat the Raiders, and you have tipped the Titans over the Sharks on the Gold Coast, while I have tipped the Sharks. It's my upset. I don't know why. I just like the way that um, uh, Jaden Campbell, like I know he only weighs a buck fifty, but gee, yep. he's playing well. Yeah, and he gets out of some of those big tackles. I don't know how he does it, but mm. yeah, that's my upset for the week. So yeah, I, I just feel like the Sharks are the Sharks are too good to lose um, two in a row. Yeah, I, I, same as you, your your theory with Melbourne, yeah. that, that's my theory with the Sharks. Yeah, I was surprised they actually got their pants pulled down a bit last week. I expected them mm. to win. So. I guess, especially against the Raiders. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, yeah. Yep. But moving on to our punt club predictions. So this week I have taken Oates for any time try scorer. Mm-hmm. I've taken Dominic Young for the first try scorer of the game. I think he's going to get over that white line. And Reynolds, awesome kicker. Obviously, yep. we were talking about it. He is going to get three from three. Oh, there you go. Mm. Kind of similar to mine. Well, one one's very similar. Mm. Um, I've gone for Selwyn Cobbo as an anytime try scorer. He's Cobbo. He's insane. I'm pretty sure he's only about 13 years old, but he's about <laughs> 47 up. feet tall. Hit puberty early. Yeah, mate. He's he's still a, getting ran with it. Yeah, he's a he's a brilliant player. Adam Reynolds, like you said, brilliant kicker. Uh, I feel like he's going to kick it a hundred percent. Whether or not that's one goal from one, that's what I'm hoping for, but I feel like he's going to kick it 100%. And I've gone for a Knights win with a margin of 1 to 12. Yeah, interesting. Mm. There you go. So like like you said, we both picked the Knights, so that's, I'm not 100% confident, but, um, you know, let the good times roll. Let the good times Hopefully roll. Hopefully we get away with that. Exactly, and talking about letting the good times roll, let's move on to our favourite segment, in this week's Mark Hughes Foundation Fan Mail. Very exciting times in the Benchwarmer studio, Storky. We've just wrapped up an interview with the man himself, Mark Hughes. Yeah, we'd be, I'm looking forward to watching it back myself. Like any true Knights fan, wink, 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 would um is gonna love it. It's gonna yeah, be great. Yeah, it's a lot of insight to the the Mark Hughes Foundation, yeah. and some great school stories from his playing. Legend days. of our game, legend of the Knights, Origin player, like. Yeah, exactly. All right, first bit of mail this week is from Noah Hales. If Dominic Young continues to improve, do you see him being up there with Uate as the Knights' best winger? Big call. Let's not get too, you know, ahead of ourselves. Um, short, short answer, yes. I short think answer for a tall guy? Yeah, there you go. Mm. I think he can be. Um, if he keeps playing the way he has been, um, I think it's... But really, it's too early to tell. Like, yeah. let's not put that too much pressure on the bloke. Um, he's playing well, but you know, he's Uate played with us for years. Like, you know, yeah. it's big shoes to fill. Played Massive. Origin as well. So, yeah, yeah. But let's yeah. not forget, Uate in his prime, he was an unstoppable winger. He was. But a lot of people forget because he was with us during our um, spoon years. Yeah, and then people forget how good Uate he was. He tapered off at the end there. He yeah. probably stayed with us a couple of years too long. Yeah. And then went to the Seagulls and kind of got kind of lost in the shuffle a bit there. Exactly. Um, anyway, answering the question, I think absolutely. Yeah. I feel like if, if he's – he has the size, he has the strength, and he certainly has the speed. If yeah. he keeps working on his game – I feel like he could be up there with the best in the comp, let alone the club. Yeah. A lot of the UK listeners, I know we've got a few UK listeners who yep. are messages during the week and stuff. They, they absolutely love him. Yeah. One of yeah, their own doing so well. They're kind of spewing that 
they lost him to us. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, next question, Ross Buchan. Um, not to be a hopeless romantic, but is this the start of a new night side getting Milford? I'd like to think so. Mm. I'd like to think that, that this is the start of something special, something romantic. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's going to fight for a starting spot, even though he's already got it. Straight yeah. up first week he's been named at six. But, you know, that's because Clifford hasn't had the best confidence, um, had had some personal issues and stuff going on. But I feel like once Clifford's got his head screwed on and everyone is fighting for a position, I feel yeah. like it's going to be really healthy in the team and yeah. it's going to bring out the best of our halves. And I feel like our halves are just going to stand up. Yeah, competition is a good thing. And, um, you know, like you said, isn't going to, you know, you're a hopeless romantic, you know. I've seen enough, I've been made to sit through, you know, enough romantic yeah, comedies. Same. Thanks, Christy. Yeah. Um, uh, to know there's lots of hills and valleys. So let's remember if he doesn't have a great game straight off the bat, don't write him off. Yeah, don't go, don't go out to your shed and get your pitchforks. Just, yeah. Just calm yeah, down. Yeah, put the, put the torches down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited, though. Yep. I think it's going to be interesting. Yep. All right. Durant Morton. I just have to have a massive shout-out there to uh, Durant. He he's, lives in Belgium, I think, from, from memory. Yeah. Um, watches, so. watches the show every week. Yeah. He's, this is his um, first first question. Uh, Belgium, Belgium fans are going off. There's oh, yeah, one. they're <laughs> loving it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, he's a massive fan on the other side of the world, so thank you very much. Um, what are your thoughts on Tex Hoy, guys? With Milford now in the side for the season and Clifford due to come back whenever he does, do you see a future for Tex with the Knights? I would like to see him a bit more at 5'8". I don't think we're going to get to see him at 5'8". I think he did a good job the last two weeks. I yeah. think he maybe got a little bit lost in the second half in you know the first game and the second game maybe a little bit. But um, look, he's in a weird situation where I, to be honest, didn't think there would be other clubs after him. I think if old Tex went and put himself on the market, he's not going to be like hunted down, big yeah, money I don't think so. type of thing. You yep. know, having games like he has the last two weeks is only going to help him. Not as a starter. Yeah, anyway. not as a starter. So yep. that's the thing. That's, that was going to be my next point, actually. I think if he stays at the Knights, I think he's going to be, you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. I think he's always going to be just one of those backup yep. people yep. for us. Um but yeah, who knows? He could go to Melbourne and be the next big thing. So Yeah, look, <laughs> exactly. Before this season, um, I didn't know what Joey saw in Tex Hoyt, to be completely honest. Um, I ran around and called him Sex Toy, and that was about as as about yeah. as much as I liked Tex Hoy. He threatened um, you with legal action. And that yeah. Was it. <laughs> um, but look, he, he has really surprised me the last couple of weeks, like you were just saying, and I can kind of see why Joey was excited for him. Um, but yeah, just like you were saying, I just feel like there, there's too many, too many people in front of him. Um, he's always going to just be be that backup. He's going to yeah. be that meanie, that you yeah. know. And I, I feel like we are going to lose him because yeah. we don't really have a spot for him. He can't play utility. I feel because he's too small and he can't defend through the middle, so you can't really give him that utility role. Yeah. Um, he he doesn't have a starting halves role or a fullback role. We've I think we've seen him in the centres before. He's had to slot in there, and he, he's just yeah. not you know centres these days are pretty much front rollers. Yeah. So he he's too small for the centres, and he's he's about three feet too small for for a winger in modern rugby league. So yeah. I don't quite know where he fits. Yeah, un unfortunately for Tex Hoy, like I I just yeah, yeah. I feel like. He's a bit unlucky yeah. in this situation. Yeah. 
Okay, moving on to our last question from Sarah Moon. I think she's asked a question before. I love her last name. Yeah. Jackie Moon reminds, yeah. reminds me of. Okay. You said the other week that you like the jersey questions. Oh, we do. We love them. Mm, we do love jersey questions. Here's one, with the, here's one. With the Roosters recently bringing back the collar on their heritage jersey, I ask, do you prefer collar or no collar on a jersey? These days, no collar. Mm. I don't. I don't mind them on a retro jersey or a throwback or, or something like that. But if I look at the the biggest sports that I, I watch, where they wear a jersey, not a singlet like mm. AFL or basketball or something, mm. um, NRL, NFL, NHL, none of them have collars. Mm. In in even in soccer, they don't even have a collar in um, Union anymore, do they? They used to. I don't. I don't believe so. No. Yeah. No. Um, so I, I think ninety eight percent of sports you know, these days don't really have a collar. So, and even the collar that the Roosters have, I'm not a big fan of it because it only, it starts at like back here. Yeah. And then it's kind of weird. It's it's almost like they went, oh, we wanted to put a collar on there, but we didn't want the old school, you know, players (laughs) grabbing other players by the collar and dragging them 30 metres yeah, like uh, Gordy Tallis did in State of Origin. Yeah. So, yeah, in, in, in modern sport, I'm... I'm not a fan of collars, but I'm happy to buy retro jerseys that have collars. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with the no collar as well. Speaking of the retro jerseys, which we have a lot of, you know, the old ones with the collars. Yeah. You put them on, they don't sit properly anyway. No, no they don't. You know, don't. throwback to when Dan used to be on the show and his collar would be like... <laughs> Up here somewhere, yeah, knocking his glasses terrible. off his face. Yeah, poor Dan. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the no collar on this one. Nice short answer for you there, Sarah. Yep, yep, I like it. Okay, the 2022 Mark Hughes beanies have been revealed and they have been sent to us. Our yeah. beanies are currently in the mail. Um, as you can see behind us, they go on sale on the 1st of June. The Mark Hughes Foundation, like I said, have sent us beanies, which I am I can't wait. We both prefer the women's though, so we are actually <laughs> discussing who was going to wear that one on the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll like, oh... I I did the whole gentlemanly thing of I will wear the women's jersey, uh, the women's beanie because I've I've preferred them in the past, yeah. and then you reply back with oh but I like that one too <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. but but I think I'll be wearing the men's one I just I like the pom pom yeah I'm all about the pom pom on a beanie the these days yep. yeah pom pom for the win yeah but uh, that brings us to the end of the show so if you haven't already like us on Facebook. Yeah, very easy to do. Follow us on Instagram. Um, subscribe to our Spotify, which, as we say every week, is going really well. Yep. Um, Apple Podcast, etc. Um, uh, subscribe on YouTube. Sean's favorite part of me doing this bit. <laughs> so um, go on YouTube. Hit the um, adequately sized yet wider than average ding dong. And um, you'll be able to get reminded of episodes coming up every week. You've, you've done that one well. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, definitely uh, give us a follow. Yep. Tell all your friends about us. Yeah, yep. and on that note, that's that's all from us this week. Thank you again, Storky. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for, for staying so late in the show. We really do appreciate it. We will see you next week. Don't just have a good night. Have a Newcastle night. Like brothers in arms, we're more than a team. And the heart of a say we wear on our sleeves for the red and the blue. Till the end we will fight. Sing long live the Newcastle Knights. Long live the Newcastle Knights. Long live the Newcastle Knights for the red. 
and the blue till the end we will fight singing long live the Newcastle Knights <laughs> 